Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning into the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Sit back and enjoy inspirational interviews with Christian fiction and nonfiction authors from around the world who are on fire for God and committed to using writing as a ministry tool. Feel free to follow our show at www. Dot blogtalkradio.com forward slash Christian Authors on Tour or like our Facebook page, the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Well, hello there. You are listening to the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. This is one of your co-hosts, Lynn Pender, and I am so excited that you have decided to join us. I cannot believe it is the first Friday in May. Where is the time going? (laughs) But listen, like any other first Friday of the month, we have a wonderful opportunity for you to connect with a Christian author. And today is no different. We are so excited about the woman of God that you will get a chance to meet. But before I bring her on, I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping. So I have to remind you that 2021 is a Christian book tour year for Christian Authors on Tour. We only do our multi-state book tours in the odd number years. 2021 is an odd number year. So we have a number of Christian book tour events that are coming up this year in 2021. As a matter of fact, we just had our first tour stop back in March. It was the Ladies of Christian Office on Tour Virtual Showcase. And my goodness, that was an amazing event. Don't worry if you missed it. You can visit us on YouTube. Christian Office on Tour has the CAOT TV channel on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com, do a search for CAOT or CAOT TV show. You will be able to watch the morning and the afternoon panels of the Ladies of Christian Office on Tour virtual showcase that happened back in March. And we're gearing up for our second tour stop, which is coming up in June. That date is June the 26th. 2021 from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And guess what? So we had the ladies in March. So June, you know June is all about celebrating our dads, our fathers, the men in our lives. So we just had to do the men of CAOT in June. So June 26th, the men of CAOT virtual showcase is happening. And I think my co-host is here, Reverend Kevin Wayne Johnson. Is that you? That That is me. How are you this afternoon? I am well. Listen, you came in right at the right time. So I was just sharing with everyone about our second tour stop that you are going to be a part of, right? You're going to be one of the men that's featured. I am. I am. And I'm delighted and I'm honored and I appreciate the opportunity. Well, we appreciate the opportunity to be able to feature you. I'm so excited about, you know, the book that you have about leadership. And, wow, 
Wow. Yeah, and Kevin, how many how many awards have you all have you all received so far for that particular book? Uh, we are up to number eight for that Ooh, particular wow. book. And um, interestingly enough, I'm still waiting to hear from the National uh, Black Book Festival based out of Houston to see if um, once they do the final tally for that TV awards, uh, I was a finalist in the religion and faith category. Uh, they're going to be doing the award ceremony live on Facebook on the 18th. Uh, so today is the 7th, and um, just waiting to hear back from Ms. Richardson on that one. Should we win that one, that would be number nine. Wow. Well, congratulations. I'm I'm claiming it for you. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and we're excited, too, because in addition to having you being a part of June 26th, the Men of CAOT Virtual Showcase, we have uh, five other male Christian authors that are being featured from all across the country. And our moderator, our guest moderator, is none other than Max Rodriguez. Rodriguez. He's the founder of QBR and the Harlem Book Fair, and so we're really excited about that. And I know you are too, so if you want more information, you can visit us online at www.christianauthorsontour.com. I am updating the website this weekend. Uh, by give me until Saturday or Sunday, you will be able to go to the website and click on the link to register for this free virtual event. And then we're excited today, Reverend Kevin. I was just sharing. We have this amazing woman of God on the line. And, you know, do you want to introduce her or do I? Look, we're fighting over. Do you want to introduce her or should I introduce her? <laughs> well, yeah, I can, I can go ahead and make the introduction. Um, not a problem at all because I'm super excited about today's guest. Uh, her, her passion is in the area of Christian romance. And uh, she's, she's married to a pastor and has two married daughters. And guess what? Seven beautiful grandchildren. Wow. Nice. I, I guess the wonderful thing about grandchildren is that um, when it's time for their visit to end, we can just give them back to their parents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paula Rose, is, is Paula, is your last name, is it Mickelson? Michelson. Michaelson. Okay, I always want to make sure I, I pronounce it correctly. And uh, Paula is Paula is the author of a series of children's books, Gracie and the Save a Soul Prayer Team. I can't wait to hear more about that. But it really features um, a child or children how they deal with something difficult, and then mm-hmm. Jesus shows the team how to help. Very, very key yep. and very important. And so I wanted to introduce the entire Christian Authors on Tour community and listeners. I wanted to introduce Paula Rose Michelson, who's going to be our guest this afternoon. And Paula, we want to welcome you and thank you so much for coming on board. Well, I'm blessed to have been invited. Thank you, Reverend. Um, do I say Kevin or Johnson? What would yeah, you prefer? Kevin is fine. Ke- okay, Ke- thank Kevin you. Is fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so if you'd be so kind, Paula, share with us um, your vision 
for this series of children's books? Well, it's not my vision, it's God's. I was at the church prayer team. This was, oh, gee, a year or so ago, before the COVID started. And we were praying, and I uh, told my sisters in the Lord that we need to be reaching children because God's word says that a child will lead them. And uh, I, I left, and I have already was writing, and God called me to write these books, uh, Gracie and uh, the Save a Soul prayer team books. And each book, a child has a problem, and uh, Gracie, in the first book, has a problem that she has to overcome. And when she realizes that Jesus is helping her through that, um, she answers his call to become someone that helps others. And as she starts helping the first child that has a problem, everybody in her class, because they're such a tight-knit community that the pastor is talking about it and his wife is talking about it, before she knows it, everybody in her class wants to help. Um, She keeps telling her mama at the beginning of the book, because her father had died in a fire, and that uh, the whole community came and prayed, that they were a Save a Soul prayer team. And her mama keeps telling her that there wasn't one. So she tells her mama that they have to have one. And her mama keeps telling her that won't happen, and it miraculously does. What Gracie doesn't realize, and her mama isn't going to tell her, and you're not going to tell anybody either, is that when her father died, God sent an angel to live with them. The angel's name is Miss Millie. And so uh, we have this, this interesting play between what a child needs and her desire to help others to help herself. And uh, I think for me it's a very compassionate thing that God keeps showing me. And uh, the books actually take place in three different places. Uh, The first set of books are are set in the Shenandoah Valley. I've never lived there, but I was there for a couple of weeks with my family. We were helping on a friend's farm. Then the second group of books are set where we live now, which is in Laguna Hills, California. And the needs between the Shenandoah Valley and California needs are very different. And then the next books, set of books, because of what's been going on in our country, are set on the Freedom Trail, where they think they're going to take a trip and discover what's going how what our what our founding fathers did and what they meant to do and why the country documents are the way they are but as they're driving they keep picking up meeting people that need help and what's interesting about this whole project is the sisters at my church have been praying for it uh, one of my author friends has become my editor and I'm just looking for a publisher at this point but uh, for me, this has been uh, my pa- become my passion. Excellent. Amen. I love that. It's become your passion. And, you know, as you were describing the story, I, you know, I was sitting here thinking, wow, 
isn't that what our young people need? You know, our young people need books that's going to get them excited about the Lord and get them, you know, and get them get them to 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 better understand what it means to have a personal relationship, but to do it in a way that's fun and to do it in a way that's interesting. And so, you know, I just wondered, did you always know that this was going to be your calling or, or, or how did, how did you realize that, (laughs) that God was equipping you to use writing as a tool for ministry? That's a wonderful question. Thank you. Um, Actually, um, I didn't grow up as a Christian. I'm I'm Jewish. I'm a Messianic believer in Jesus, and my romance books uh, have a Messianic uh, undertone to them. Um, but I had I didn't realize it growing up. But I am profoundly dyslectic. I was working for when my husband became a missionary with Chosen People Ministries, which is the oldest worldwide mission reaching out to the Jewish people, I came on staff as a church calendar coordinator. And while I was doing that, I was joined a a devotion writing group. And as I was writing, one of the ladies there, I didn't realize at the time, but she was a small publisher. And so one day I brought in stuff to started to read and I told them it's not a devotional. And this lady stopped me afterwards, and she said, you're writing a book. And I said, oh, I'm not writing a book. I'll never get published. I can't spell well. I don't punctuate well. And what I learned over this, what, 14 years is God doesn't care what I don't do. He just cares that I will do what he's given me to do. And so at this point, um, actually, uh, I've actually had the principal of our school, um, which is uh, first grade through, I think, seventh or eighth out here in California. She's read the book and made some comments, and she said, we need to get this published. The um, minister, uh, the lady that ministers, has the ministry for children and teens has said the same thing. So it's just kind of, when I sit down at my computer, and I have to share with you, I didn't think I was writing this. I wanted to write a love story like all the other Christian ladies do. And I kept playing around with titles and this and that and the other thing. And finally, I brought up a new page on the computer, and I said, okay, Lord, show me what you want me to do because your servant is listening. And up came Gracie. It was the day after I prayed. I didn't realize that I hadn't been listening to the Lord. I was putting my will, my desire ahead of his plan. But we all do that sometimes, don't we? And so it's been an interesting desire, an interesting experience for me to become a writer because if I'm in God's will, I don't have to think. All I have to do is write because the Spirit is guiding me. And there's hardly any rewriting because the Spirit knows where we're going. And so um, I end up in this place where I I have to tell you, one night my husband gets up and it's like four o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. And he says, you have to come to bed. And another night he says, you know, I'm making coffee. It's the morning. And I don't even notice that the time is going by. 
because the Spirit is giving me what God wants me to write. And I can't say I write these books. I can say I I take dictation from the characters and the Lord breathes life into the characters while we're all here working together. I can't write. I, I was a... When I was in junior high, we had to write at the, at what, uh, before we left the seventh grade to matriculate, we had to write an autobiography. And I got mine back, and I got an A++ on content and an F- minus minus on punctuation and everything. But uh, <laughs> so this is interesting because even at that time, the way that the teacher told us we had to write, I tried for a month to do that, and finally I threw it out. I tore it out. This is back in the, well, I'm 74, so I threw, I tore it up and started over again. My mother was just very upset with me, and I said, you know, Mom, I have to write what I feel. And I wrote, a, I wrote something called I Believe, which is not an autobiography at all. But I think that the Lord has his hands on people. He's continuing to call them. And uh, I think that's part of the process, even as a child that I was going through, where I was looking for something more than what I had, but it wasn't an earthly something. It was that heavenly something. And now that I'm in the Lord, I get to just rest in his arms and have that peace that he gives you which is so important, I think, for everyone, but especially anyone who feels that they're being called to do something for the Lord, because we can't make it happen. We have to wait for the Lord to make it happen. And in this hustle and bustle world, that's the most important thing I think I can share with anyone, is if he's called you to do something, he is going to equip you, and he is going to bring you to that place where you must do what he's called. And when you step out in faith, that anointing that no one can understand, but the prophets and, and of course, Jesus do, uh, will fall. And it's not something that we can make happen. But when it happens, oh, my goodness, what blessings there are. So, Paula, you just gave, in the last five minutes, a one-hour workshop on <laughs> the art of writing. Well, thank Little, you. That, that was very, very valuable information. And, you know, the Christian mm-hmm. Authors on Tour is here to add value to the craft and the gift and the vision that God gives all of these men and women who write, whether it's a blog mm-hmm. or a newspaper article or a book. And mm-hmm. that was a very, very powerful lesson that most people would take an hour to teach. And, oh. um, and, and it's very appropriate. And it's very timely. Absolutely. Thank so you. thank you. Yeah. You, well, Good stuff. Thank you very much. I, I thought I was just talking on too much. Um, I would no. li- I would like <laughs> I would like to say uh, to the listeners out there, if you're writing a book, make sure you know to 
stay on the point of view, whether you're an author voice or character voice. If you're writing a children's book, remember that even the animals have a voice. You know, I have a cat, and there's several different meow, meows, and and all those things because children talk to animals, and animals actually answer them back. So we have to really understand uh, and this is something about my being very detail-oriented. I really want to understand not only where you are in the story, but how is the child going to be listening to this? Now, I was fortunate um, because the head of children's ministries called me in when I'd written this first little book, and she had me read it to the children on Sunday. And I got, you know, they were like leaning forward in their chairs. And so um, we haven't gotten a publisher yet. I'm still looking for one. Uh, but I'm I'm working on, I mean, right now we've got, what, 24 books, including a hopeful prequel. So I'm looking for the right publisher. And I know that publisher, hope maybe someone listening to this broadcast might call me or might contact you to, to to get in touch with me. But that's not why I'm doing this. What I'm, what I'm, the reason I agreed to do this was because coming from a Jewish background where we weren't observant and living in parts of the country because my parents wanted to mainstream us, uh, where being Jewish was not acceptable, um, to a place where I became a believer in the Lord and a pastor, and my husband became a, a pastor, so now I'm a pastor's wife. I find the same despicable um, attitude being perpetrated against the church. So we as the church need to be praying and we need to be equipping our young children with so many things. Like in this first book, uh, the first nine books of this series are all fruit of the spirit so you read the nine books and you the children learn about the fruit of the spirit through all these issues and the next subset is the armor of god and the last subset is the beautiful attitudes the beatitudes and so it's very hard i know working with little wiggly kids for kids to sit still and always learn what we want them to. They do really well in preschool and first grade, but then they kind of lose their focus. You know what I mean? But putting that information into these books, I'm hoping will draw them closer to the Lord and help them when they're out there in the world and dealing with stuff I dealt with when I was a child. I definitely believe that. And and that's actually a perfect segue to my next question because – my next question is and was going to be, what what feedback have you been getting from the parents or maybe the siblings um, as it relates to these, this series of children's books? That's number one. And then number two is, have you secured the services of a literary agent yet to help you to find that publisher? I haven't found a literary agent, if you know what I would love one. And the feedback I've gotten uh, basically is from our uh, principal, our school principal, 
and the head of children's ministries because as I said these haven't been uh, they haven't been published yet I have had uh, because I did I think I did a month's worth of reading at our church with the children on Sunday morning so I have had parents come up and give me their contact information so that uh, they'll know uh, I can let them know when the books are available and then uh, because our church uh, we sometimes the Catholic Church across the way and our church uh, alternate park we use each other's parking lots and over the years we become uh, very friendly with the head of music over there and he's interested in bringing these into that their church uh, they're they're dealing with a lot of Hispanic children that are coming into the country, and um, if they feel that these books will help them uh, at a, a rudimentary place, you know, kind of get grounded. Uh, and I thought that was very surprising that a Catholic church would be interested in the books. But again, God God works in mysterious ways. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Wow. So I want to make sure that folks know how to get in contact with you. And just in case there is a literary agent or a publisher that's listening, how can they reach out <laughs> to you? And if we have interested readers who want to connect with you and even possibly maybe create a story time um, virtually, you know, how can they get in contact with you? Oh, that would, I would love to do that as virtual story time. That would be so much fun. Um, the best way to do that is to email me uh, because with all the robocalls that are going on, I don't answer the phone unless I know who it is. It's, there's so many odd things happening. I'm 74. I'm not prepared for all the technological stuff, but I do love what works for the Lord. So you can email me at Paula, P-A-U-L-A, period, Wordsmith. That's capital W-O-R-D-S-M-I-T-H at yahoo.com. Should I, do you think I should say it again? Yeah, one one more time just to make sure everyone gets it. Okay, it's Paula, capital P-A-U-L-A, period, capital W-R-D-S-M-I-T-H. So it's Paula, period, wordsmith, at yahoo.com. And if you're emailing me about, because you are listening to this show, please put in the subject field that you are emailing me because you heard the show on Christian Authors on Tour blog talk radio show so that I will know what it's about. And you know what? I would love to hear from you all because... Working, writing children's stories are so dear to me as a grandmother, but I also know that there are other people out there that need to hear about things. So, you know, and I, these, these topics that we're working with, to give you an idea, we're working with topics like uh, someone whose uncle was in a motorcycle gang. And he, 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 that was his 
role model, and we're looking with we're dealing with someone who has obstacles, someone who needs, who made a commitment they can't fulfill, who discovers that they have no peace in their life. I mean, these are all kinds of things that all of us, children and adults, need to deal with. What the first second book is called Billy is Home. He is uprooted from his home because his dad tells him he wants him to go down to the what they call the flats because he'll get a better education. But he hates it there. But then he discovers that home isn't where you are. It's the people that love you that matter when his dad comes and ends up living down in the flats with him. So it's just kind of one of those precious things that I found for myself. There's many children's stories that I read are, my, are to me the classics. I mean, I've read a lot of adult what are classified as adult books, but um, a lot of the children's stories I read actually are the ones that populate my heart the most. So I'm hoping that God is blessed through the work, and I would ask everyone to please pray that he would be. That's, that's why I write. Amen. Amen. Yep. No, go ahead. That's good. No, I was I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> Go ahead, Lynn. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm almost sad to say this, but we've ran out of time. We were having such a wonderful conversation, and it. But but I just want to thank you, Paula Rose, for just taking the time out to share your heart. Wow, we were blessed today. Well, I Absolutely. thank you too. I want to tell you one thing in parting. I was not given a middle name. My grandma Rose actually was the one that raised me most of my child early childhood years, and when she died, I took her name in remember, remembrance of her. Hmm. So I tell, I, I'm telling your audience now, whatever happens in your life, God is going to use it to bless others, and as He's doing that, He will be teaching you more things. Remain open and remain focused on the Lord. Thank you for having me. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Yes. And Reverend Johnson, thank you, sir. You're a busy dude. (laughs) Well, you know, we're trying to, um, we're just trying to help and trying to serve. And and that's really what it's all about. So there's a lot going on and there's there's a lot to do. Yes, indeed always. it is. Yes, always. Now, keep until he calls us home, doesn't he? Exactly. Yes, he does. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And our listening audience, we want to thank you for tuning in to the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Thank you so much. We're here the first, the third, and the fifth Friday of every month. You can listen to live interviews just as you did today or you can always go to the website and listen to the past podcast. Until next time, God bless everybody.